I always find it weird when like you're starting to get super intimate with a babe or like you've just started dating Shori. Then all of a sudden you meet with her friends and then they're just coming at you like, you better not treat her badly or else. And much as I find it necessary, like I usually don't like how it's said. But then again, like I usually wonder, like what the fuck are you really going to do about it, you know? Like, honestly, what in the world do you really think you're going to do that's supposed to scare me? Because it's not like you're going to go and buy a shotgun, especially if you're in Kenya. So there's not that much that you can do. It's not like you'll find me and stab me because that's murder and you'll go to prison. Like, honestly, the worst case scenario is that you'll probably call me a fuckboy in like a group thread. And honestly, besides that, there's nothing else that you'll really, really do to me. But anyways, I've 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 never really understood why people make such threats. Usually I'm like, you know what, just treat them nicely and you know try not to fuck up both of you. And you know, you just kind of let life go. Anyways, we have a podcast to start. It's episode 50, so you know things have to be a little bit special here and there. And uh we have to do this properly. So, welcome to Break Time on West Side, your number one break time podcast coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who is still on that NSARS campaign. He is a man who still licks the ice cream from the cone because no matter how unmanly it looks, fuck what manly looks like, it is none other than I, Sir Denver B. The show is Battle of the Sexes, your weekly love, sex and relationships show. And my word, we are on episode 50. Like ever since we began last year in July, we are on episode 50. I know if I probably didn't do most of these breaks, I'd have probably been on episode 15, like, I don't know, March or some shit. But anyways, that is besides the point. The bottom line is we have done 50 entire episodes. Like, if that ain't shit to celebrate, then I don't know what is. The typical podcast goes for about 14 episodes on average before it dies off. And we've done 50 episodes of one single show. So that means that shit has to be celebrated. Anyways. Considering that this is episode 50, I figured I would do things a little bit differently. But uh, before I do get to what it is that I intend on doing, I do need to discuss something. It's probably because it's the most wayward thing to discuss. It's, It's a dick story and before you switch off, I will kind of get out of it as fast as possible. Now a man, a 70 year old man in the county of Kericho in Kenya, over the weekend chopped his dick off. I know it it doesn't sound like anything new and you know people do that from time to time but yes he chopped his dick off. Now the problem is the reason why he did it. Apparently he was being accused not by a bunch of thugs and you know it's like a life and death situation but he was being accused by his family of cheating on his wife with a bunch of old women and widows around. And here's the thing like firstly even before I get into the details That's like the most left-sided way to handle shit. Like this guy was denying ever banging anyone and all of a sudden he decides to chop off his dick. It's like accusing a pastor of preaching water and drinking wine and then as he's busy denying it, he takes a bottle of Jameson and breaks it on the floor. 
it's not exactly a very sensible thing to do now he was being accused of doing that and you know pushing whatever earnings from his small-scale tea farming business into all these women's pockets and you know building for them houses trying to get stuff for them and supposedly wanting to move in with like one of them and this guy denied 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 and then at some point he's like you know what i'm done with this pulls out his dick chops it off and of course he had to be rushed to the hospital because obviously if you do that you're dying like blood usually flows there so obviously like it was it was a life and death situation and he was taken there and last we checked he's doing pretty okay or at least last i checked uh now the issue is his approach to it was probably one of the dumbest ones i've ever seen like normally people just deny like trust me denying can go a long way if your decision to deny and the actions that you take in denying are good enough sometimes you can have the entire argument thrown out but if they're not good enough all you have to do is just continue denying and as long as you don't admit it to anyone they'll never have the full concrete proof that you did it so like that one kind of works and i don't know maybe this is my wisdom that's a little bit outdated because this is a 70 year old man he's supposed to be wise but i have never seen this kind of wisdom that pushes someone to chop off their own penis uh although my bigger question is did he just chop off the dick or did he include the balls as well and like when they did the surgery and like tried to like patch him up did they like give him back the parts or did he like not have any of them because imagine having an argument with this same man and he's busy complaining about shit and you want to dare him to do something and because he chopped not only his dick but his balls off you're like you know what you don't even have the balls to take me on and he won't have the balls because they won't have been that you know everything will have been sewed up but anyways i don't see why that was too big of an issue because the primary bit is i don't think he entirely needs his part you know the functional uses have been done he's 70 so he has both children and grandchildren at the very least so i don't know like maybe he doesn't necessarily need his parts and that's where the problem is and they decided to cut out the problem but uh we'll never really know because well as as uh, a lot of us would like to say affairs of the dick are not things to talk about but anyways on to today's topic now over the weekend a certain lady went online on instagram and just so happened to say that if your man can't get you a birkin bag then he doesn't deserve you now the lady that said this happens to be a female rapper by the name of sawiti or sawiti as some of you americans might say it and uh, for those of you all that don't know who Saweetie is, Saweetie is a female rapper and happens to be girlfriend to a rapper by the name of Quavo. For those of you all who don't know who Quavo is, Quavo happens to be one third of the rap group known as the Migos. And for those of you all that don't know what the Migos is, it relates to a snack that we used to have when we were in primary school. But anyways, that being said, now the whole birkin story kind of did spark up this whole hype around women wanting birkin bags because quavo wasn't the only member of the rap group known as amigos to do it because offset not too long ago on his ex-wife or wife's birthday happened to buy her a birkin bag as well as a rolls royce cullinan now that's two birkin bags and for those of y'all that actually know about birkin bags there's like a long ass waiting list for them and those things are incredibly expensive like 20 24000 base price 
and the price can only go up from that like people have to bid for those things because they are incredibly well handcrafted and they're extremely rare and after what Zawidi said I kind of have to say that I feel sorry for a lot of people's boyfriends right now and for the Birkin bag brand because let's be honest there's now gonna be a ton of fake Birkin bags around simply because people need to feel like they're deserved by their boyfriends but that isn't the only thing that I've seen on social media which is counted as bad relationship advice because time and time again we'll always see some relationship advice which seems like shit so like take for example I was scrolling through IG and I was looking through stories and I saw this on a babe story just listen the truth a man's greatest investment is a smart and ambitious woman don't argue with me and I kid you not this sounds like good advice this seems like it's actually good advice especially to women but here's the thing that's actually bullshit because last i checked there is no universal man's greatest investment because if you think that this is the case think about jeff bezos i don't think he thinks that his single greatest investment as a man was his smart and ambitious woman it was pro- it's probably amazon if you look at floyd mayweather it's probably his boxing career if you look at future it's probably his bible i don't know i'm not entirely sure about that one if it's bill gates that's a pretty good chance it's his wife or microsoft if it's harvey weinstein it's his ability to touch women inappropriately i don't know it can be anything really and the whole idea of it being a smart and ambitious woman just sounds good to other women because it seems like this whole independence this success vibe that everyone's been having for the past while this whole work until you drop you know make sure you you put in the long hours and secure the bag kind of mentality has sort of taken over most of the world and people just don't understand that for some people getting a smart ambitious partner isn't what they want some people just want a trophy wife some people actually want a smart independent ambitious woman that pushes them some people just want a woman that is supportive and there's those ones that just want a woman that's heavily submissive and constantly makes him feel like a king so this is one of those situations where it actually looks like good advice but it's just typically bad relationship advice so what i did is because i know this isn't the only example I decided to go out online and I asked a bunch of people online to give me some of the worst relationship advice statements and quotes that they've seen on social media. And I actually got quite a few. So, let's just see if I can start dissecting some of them. I'll use a different accent and voice on them, then I will explain it in my normal tone and voice and everything. So, your time will come. Just focus on school, work, friends and volunteering and other things. All right. Now, this one is absolute well, actually I I won't say it's absolutely shit. It's partially bad advice because there's people that do all of this by the time they're managing to I don't know, like figure their life out quote unquote and they focused on school, they've done it, they focused on work, they've built their careers. they've built good friendships and connections and they volunteer they're like in their late 30s going to 40s and it's super hard for them to probably get a partner you know obviously it's dependent with where you live and shit but you could end up doing all of this and you'll have trouble getting a partner 
what I usually try and tell people is, depending on the stage you're at, if you feel like you're at a much more stable level and stuff isn't all volatile and shit, then it's probably okay for you to, to go out and like go test out the dating scene, go date, get dumped or dump, uh, hopefully not cheat on anyone. Just try out different things and learn your way and grow in the dating game and just be a better person at it from experience because there's a lot of people that will give you a lot of advice or so-called advice yet they haven't really been in the dating game so like if you're in school say high school maybe you're the young person that's still in high school i'd probably tell you that uh, as long as your grades are fine they're not bad they're not you know scratching the bottom line uh as long as your grades are pretty good you shouldn't have a problem going to highlight a couple of people here and there you know if you want to get a partner if you want to date there shouldn't be anything wrong as long as you can keep your grades okay the same thing kind of applies in uni as long as you're getting most of your shit done your assignments are done your grades are looking fine uh, your extracurriculars are good there shouldn't be any issue with you uh just going out and and dating people and just trying to to test out the world because the world isn't set out in a situation where it's like you know what you have to chop the tomatoes first then you chop the onions and then you go and you put oil in the cooking pot and then you go and heat up the cooking pot and then you have to go and do blah 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 like it's not in stages some things you have to do them while you're doing others you get so some things you probably shouldn't do that uh so like campus is one of those places where it's like you know you can kind of just learn to create a balance in it work as well as long as you're probably able to sustain yourself and you know you're doing pretty well you can stay on your own you can sustain your own bills and shit I don't see why it is you shouldn't go out into the dating scene and try and get yourself someone. Uh, I believe that most people never really reach the full potential of their lives and everyone's constantly growing. Even when you feel like you've reached, you're still growing to some degree. So you probably shouldn't attempt to get this. Uh, next piece of fake dating advice. God has a plan for you. Oh my goodness. Um, all right. Uh, I know this might make me sound a bit atheist or agnostic or some shit, but bullshit. Like, honestly, we need to stop saying this bullshit to people. This is just, like, this is wrong, if I can put it in any other way. This whole thing of God has a plan for you. So does that mean that you're not supposed to plan for yourself? Huh? Like, does that mean that you're supposed to sit in the house and not do anything and, I don't know, go to church? Like, this is, this is single-handedly one of the worst pieces of advice that people of religion usually tell people when it comes to the dating scene the whole thing about uh god has a plan for you and god will find you a partner i think it's mostly bullshit and it's mostly propagated by older women who probably ended up meeting men when they were in church or some shit and it was a lot easier in their time it's not like you going to work, going straight back home, going for the occasional church service once every week or two weeks or something, could even be more, and maybe the occasional going for shopping is going to help you get a boyfriend or a girlfriend simply because God has a plan for you. That's not how it works. You have to put yourself out there. You have to go and like reach out and actually test out the dating scene. It's not like everything is in you and it's just for people to come and get you. Nah, go approach, be rejected, be accepted and like just flow with emotion. Stop acting like just because there's a much bigger plan, you shouldn't plan for yourself. Like this is one of the shittiest things I think people usually say. 
And it's probably part of the reason why atheists and agnostics usually say that religion has turned people into slaves because people do not want to get up and move themselves so that they can actually do something about their dating lives and improve them. It's absolute shit. Anyways, on to the next one. If they wanted to, they would. Well, no. Actually, no, that's not how it is. Uh, if girls wanted me, then they would approach me? No, that's not how it is. Do you know the number of people that don't usually just go and approach someone that they probably like, who might actually like them back because they're a bit too chicken shit to do stuff? Like, are we really going to act like this is actually good advice? Like, if half of the girls that were crashing on me would have actually slid in my DMs with just a simple hi, I'd have probably sorted them out a hell of a lot better. But guess what they're doing? They're just going to like all of my posts and expect that I'll see them and throw the first move. But, well, I'm sorry, that's not how it works. Sometimes you have to go and actually approach and get that shit for yourself, you know? Uh, next one. They won't love you unless you love yourself first. Well, clearly the person that's telling you this uh, doesn't have an idea of how attractive people work because even though you haven't really loved yourself, there's probably gonna be someone who'll like give you all the love and shit. Like it's an attractive person thing. Anyways, the other one. Love is worth waiting for. Uh, bullshit. This is the shit that people told you so that you could abstain from sex and I don't know, not go too fast. If you feel like things are too slow, speed it up. If you feel like things are too fast, slow it down. If you feel like things are going at a good pace, maintain that pace. I don't see why the hell it is people need to tell you that love is worth waiting for. I'm not gonna wait for you for six years while you get, I don't know, gang banged by six niggas and you roll around with different people enjoying the goodness of life just so that you can come to me so that I can marry you. Fuck that shit. That's absolute bullshit. Uh, next one. Everything will happen in divine timing. Uh, this is like the people who say God has a plan for you. Yes, everything will happen in divine timing. But while we wait for divine timing, get out there and actually do some shit. Now, the next one says, If they really love you, they would change for you. And to this I say, bullshit again. If at any point someone changes for someone else, it's going to be temporary. If at any point someone changes for someone else, if someone tells you that they've changed for you, don't take them. That's my advice. And I know it sounds like bullshit advice, but well, when you actually think about it, at no point will you ever really be infatuated forever. And most people will make that change for some level of infatuation of the other person. Now, if you do it for yourself and for your own reasons and for your own kind of reasoning, there's a pretty good chance that it'll last longer than if you do it for someone else. Because ideally, you're still gonna wake up and be yourself whether, I don't know, uh, you live today, tomorrow, or you stay till next year. You'll still be the same person. So if you do it for yourself, there's a pretty good chance that it'll last a hell of a lot longer than trying to do it for someone else. So please, Stop trying to change for someone else and do it for yourself. If that person that you supposedly love claims that they're gonna change because they love you as well, well, it's gonna look good at that time, but it'll probably blow in your face later. So please, just don't bother with that shit. On to the next one. High value women play hard to get. And to this I say, bullshit. Because clearly, 
I think people have lost the idea of what high value is. There is no value in playing hard to get in this 2020 especially. Like you are a single person and you are playing hard to get because you think that that will increase your value and yet there's a shorty who will say yes, go on dates, get into a relationship, probably plan her engagement and possibly even get married while you're busy calling yourself a high value woman. Like this is some of the most overrated shit I have seen on the internet on this topic. It's just about as overrated as the idea that high value men will be the type that go to the gym, stay athletic, are well built, have abs, uh, secure the bag and those are the ones that will bang all the babes. I kid you the hell not. There are guys that are skinny as hell, barely eat, smoke a ton of weed, live in the homey equivalent of a trap house and still bang way more women than those guys who are busy so called securing the bag. By all means, with women it's different, it's not like you're trying to secure a guy to just bang. Of course, maybe you want to date them, you want to marry them. But this idea of playing hard to get is one of the most outdated pieces of BS ever because at the end of it, you end up throwing yourself into a situation where people will not want you after a while because everyone clearly knows that your standards are too high or they know that they don't have a chance and just like that people stop approaching when people stop approaching guess what happens you start losing value and if you think that i'm playing with you on this one let me explain it to you with just the simple basic theories of demand there is nothing that is in demand forever like let me just give you that fundamental basic if i wanted to buy a fancy mercedes right now and apparently it's too expensive so i can't afford it then of course i am gonna pine for it i'm gonna desire it for such a long time but guess what when the next nice mercedes comes in i'll stop thinking about that one and i'll probably hop onto that other one because at the end of it it's not really like that car will be in demand forever and ever and this same situation applies to girls and women and boys and men you may think that you're attractive today but it doesn't mean that you'll be attractive forever like we might find you attractive and sexy when you're in your 20s the minute you clock your 30s and some guy that has probably been pining for you for five years that you've told no 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 because you're playing hard to get might probably end up falling for someone else and they're probably younger and at the end of it you might just not end up with the so-called high value man that might be befitting of your high value woman like if you actually pay attention to the people that talk about oh a high value man this a high value woman that you'll find that a lot of them actually like 80 percent of them are either single or divorced and at some point you kind of have to ask yourself if that's the case for you then why the hell are you in your current predicament you know like it's a bit of a weird thing because if you're teaching me how to become a high value individual so that I can attract a high value mate and have some high value children, then why the hell are your own? Like, you know, you kind of just have to ask that. How comes that high value mate isn't with you? So honestly, if that's what you classify as high value, then let me give you some low value advice. Stop playing hard to get. Like, please just stop playing hard to get. There is nothing wrong with being the girl that didn't play hard to get. Hell, there's nothing wrong with being the straightforward girl 
that said that you know what i just want a bang or you know what i want a relationship you know what i'm planning for marriage so if you're not trying to get into a relationship for the long haul then it's okay there's nothing wrong with that there is nothing wrong with any of that this whole thing of oh you know you have to be a high value woman honestly when it comes to the dating world i think you should mostly ditch most of that shit because look at the people that are feeding you that information but then again uh in concluding in as much as i would probably say that all of this is bad advice well i'm also single anyways i want to know what other piece of bad pathetic relationship advice you've been getting from the internet lately the dms are open on instagram it is at break time on west side on facebook the page is break time on west side and on twitter you can hit me up on bagaka the d the b and the dr capital thank you so much for listening to battle of the sexes for the past 50 episodes even for those of you that just popped up the other day we still recognize you we are 50 down and many more to go so i will catch you guys on the next break take care